the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. It's a glorious uh, Memorial Day weekend here in Houston, Texas, and we'll be talking savings investments and uh, the world today uh, in how to build up wealth uh, on the Max Out Savings Show. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And uh, that's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively, invest conservatively. And we've been talking about it on the show since uh, 2006. Uh, we've become one of Houston's more popular financial radio shows. And, uh, you know, we also have a number of things that go along with it. We have the Max Out Savings Report, which you can go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, and sign up for. We write a lot of stuff to help you out. Uh, you can listen to the show. You can listen live anywhere. Going to uh, just Google in uh, AM1070, the answer, or AM1070. Go to the website. You can listen live. And also we have podcasts come on later in the week as well. Uh, by, you can go to the website, the, the AM1070, the answer website, and, and get there. We, we have a lot of people listening all over the world now, and uh, it, it, it's exciting. So uh, got a lot to talk about. I really thought this would be kind of a quiet day, but oh no. Uh, it's, uh, you know, the road goes on forever and the party never ends. And it's 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 really a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of a lot of things here. Uh, it's been re- really uh, pretty remarkable. Uh, we, got, we got the trade war with China, which is heating up. Uh, listeners to the Max Out Savings Show know that we look. We have written about this in the Max Out Savings Report for well over a year now. Uh, before that, and we warned you that this was. Uh, I, I remember. I think, I think the, the 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 quote was something. This is not a trade tiff. It's a trade war. And understand it's going to have long-term ramifications. And we've been pretty well right on that. And, uh, you know, it continues to be the case. And we'll be discussing that. Uh, you know, some big things in the oil sector uh, this week. Uh, just a lot of things happening in the world. And so we're going to try to be going over. And we're going to touch base a little on NUAs, which is a, a tax break for retirees with the company's stock. Uh, talking some about IRAs as well. And so... Where do I start? The <laughs> we uh, a couple things. Uh, the we get a little problems with the phone, so I don't, there won't be any phone calls unless somehow someone manages to get through. But right now they're not working. Uh, so you know, just to to, to really. 
probably, yeah, I just have a whole bunch of stuff we, we, we've really come up with. And, uh, you know, I, uh, first thing I want to kind of start with is, is that there's a new retirement bill. looks like it's going to uh, come through. Uh, it passed in the House, and normally I, I kind of wait a little bit. But but really, uh, till like till we get through the Senate, and then it goes through uh, compromise. This thing really passed like four hundred and thirty-two to four or something, some ridiculous level number, uh, which means there's a huge amount of support for a new retirement bill. A number of new things that, that are going to come out. It looks like they're going to maybe bump up uh, the RMDs. We're going to have to see when this happens. So instead of seventy and a half, it might go to seventy-two. This is a big thing for a lot of our clients because they really don't want to take the RMDs, and they don't know what to do with the money that they get out and uh, an RMD is typically a required minimum distribution. Required minimum distributions happen in uh when you turn 70 and a half uh in your IRA and if you have a beneficiary form you have the beneficiary IRA if you inherit an IRA it's an inherited IRA it's separate from a regular IRA. Uh you have RMDs there as well and so they're going to change it to 72 and a half. I, 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 we haven't seen, I think that's probably going to happen. The, the one I'm not real sure of is there seems to be some stuff with beneficiary IRAs where they might try to force you to take the money out quicker. This is something we're going to watch. This bill is coming along. The bill is going to pass. Uh, they are, they, they're, uh, you know, the question is what, uh, in what form. Uh, I, I think the, the first one, I'm not as sure on the beneficiary because that might be a little more controversial, so we're going to wait and see. They're going to have some special things for small businesses, make it easy to set up small business 401ks uh, type of thing it, where, where companies can maybe join different types of, of, of you know, a TD Ameritrade 401k or whatever for small businesses so so that, so all their employees can have access to a to a 401k plan that that's really exciting we've really tried to push for that uh they're also working on putting annuity options in 401ks you know we're, we're we really are not big fans of annuities in theory it's a good idea but just in the back of my mind i just think eventually we're going to get a big inflation and if you if you if you set your retirement plan up for an annuity stream for 30 years and you get a big inflation, you could be completely wiped out. And that's really our concern there uh, uh, with, with the annuities. But they're, they're, they're going to try to do something. In some cases, things are, are, are uh, you know, it's positive to have that a low-cost annuity in the plan. Uh, continue to contribute past 70 and a half for an IRA. Uh, that's another exciting uh, thing that's changing here. So... Um, there's going to be some things where you can take money out of your IRA if if you have a baby or an adoption, $5,000. I'm not as wild about that idea. Uh, I, I, I think really where you maybe the only thing you really is for an IRA, you could have some special case for a first-time home, which they have. I, I think we really want to try to shift more and more to force people to not to force but make it as easy as possible. So I guess I support this in a way. Make it as easy as possible and cheap as possible for people to have children and people to buy a house. I mean, I, I'm really becoming concerned we're getting into this sharing economy, which seems to be a really great thing for Wall Street. So nobody owns anything. And, and I think having ownership is really one of the, the hallmarks of the United States of America, owning a home, owning land, uh Owning owning property is really a, a hallmark of the United States of America. In a lot of places, uh, Europe and other places, people are just you know they're sharecroppers. The 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 uh, wealthy own all the all the land. They own all the homes. It, it, and so you want you want to have ownership. 
because people we see it in our neighborhood. You 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 can tell the people that some of these people that rent homes they don't take care of them. Now, in fairness, they will sometimes say to you know look at your house with my kids, but. You know, we we keep it up uh, because it is we put money into the house, whereas people will really uh, with uh, renters, they don't take care of things. And, and, and it, it's just it's it's not the same thing. And so the neighborhoods start going down when it's just just a bunch of renters versus people owning things. And, and so I think it's important we want to continue to push in the United States to subsidize home ownership of one home, maybe a vacation home. That's it. I think you remove all the rest of the subsidies there. Uh, I, I think you really have to, to push to, for, for them to have children to subsidize that. Those people get the breaks. It's gotten extraordinarily expensive to have children in this country, and, and we need to encourage it. And, and so what sort of happens is you get the poor people having as many children as they want because they get kind of benefits, and then you have middle class not having as many kids, and that's not really what you want to see happening. So, I, you know, hopefully this is a start of, of aligning the United States of America. You know, people talk. I listen to this garbage about China. Oh, China's planning 50 years in the future and everything else. The United States has done a remarkable job of laying out the case. You look at what Thomas Jefferson did and the rest of the people with the with the Constitution, Declaration of Independence and things, laying out a case to build a, a, a nation of, of, of democracy, of laws, of free markets, free enterprise, that, and laid the case out and built the country up for the long term. And, and, and we really, we subsidize homes, we subsidize farms, we set everything we can to keep people, individuals, and businesses in homes. In, in having children and with subsidy. And, and I think it, you can see the result of it over the last 200-plus years has been absolutely remarkable. No, 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 nothing on the planet has ever achieved what the United States has. And, 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 and you know, so I, I think we want to go back to that. I mean, I think this idea of the United States is a horrible place and, and this, that, and, and all the worlds. I mean, I, I think these people are absolute, the, they're complete lunatics that have lost their mind and, and completely unable to look at the look at the situation and completely unable. All they can do is stare at what's in front of them and they cannot see what's happening in the rest of the world. And so, so I, I like what I'm seeing in this retirement plan where we're going back, we're forcing people to continue to save money. We have a problem with smaller businesses not having 401k plans and and people in smaller businesses not building up wealth, this is a way to get the workers in those 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 programs in to build up wealth because the 401k plan has been one of the biggest wealth builders the country has ever seen. And that's what we want to continue to have programs there to build up the United States. So this is exciting. And what we're talking about is the new retirement bill coming. It's only passed the House, but what's really exciting about it, it just blew through the House. And, uh, you know, when you have only four people voting against it, it they, I didn't think that was even possible anymore. So it shows you the level of support for savings in this country, which is really exciting. And so so we're going to see what's ha- going to happen there. But but that that's one of the things that we're seeing coming up here uh, uh in the thing, this is the new retirement bill. I expect the Senate's going to come up with a version. It's going to have to go to committee. But when you see those type of numbers coming in, the, that means you got to, uh, you know, you pretty much assume the Senate is going to go right along because the House tends to be much more. Uh, they pass more stuff, but but the Senate, they, the Senate is very conservative 
is on on both sides, Republicans and Democrats, as far as being up saving wealth for long term thought type thoughtful type of legislation. So I think it's going to just sail through the Senate too, and so um, so we'll we'll see what's going to happen. Exciting news on the retirement front. Uh, and we're going to keep you informed on this. The really big story about the possible change in the RMD age. Uh, and we want to watch what's going to happen with the beneficiaries. That might force more people to take more money out. We'll have to see. And a big complaint we get from our clients, why can't I put money in my four, in my IRA when I'm past 70 and a half? They might change that. So exciting news coming up there. We are making some progress in 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 Washington was in in savings, which is something that we've really tried to push over the last decade plus here on the Max Out Savings Show. It's why we called it Max Out Savings. So great news there. Uh, what you know, we, we tell you what we're we're coming up here on on a quick break. Why don't we, why don't we go to break here? It uh, I tell you, well look, want to discuss what's going on with China. Clearly, it's taken really a turn for the worse. Uh, not good news coming out of the oil patch. A number of big developments we're going to be discussing there. And what's going on with this market here. Also, big news coming up. So we're going to be talking about those when we get back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com.
Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. They played Prince in Low Places last night at the Astros game. That was a lot of fun at that game. We beat Boston 4-3. to Really exciting game. And uh, so I had a wonderful time there. And uh, here I am today discussing savings investment. The... Uh, uh, look, a, a couple. What, what we're seeing, we've written about this in the Max Out Savings Report uh, th- this week. Uh, actually, last week we sent it out. And if you're not on on the list, go to the Max Out Savings website, maxoutsavings.com. Just give give us your name and email. We'll send you the report. It's all free. We don't call you. We don't bother you. We send out the report once a month. I'm hoping to get out two of them this month. There's just so much things, so much happening. Uh, it really, we, we write about uh, really what's what's happening with China, what's happening in the world. I think a couple really big demand, huge things are really seem to be happening. The trade war really seems to be taking a, a turn for the worst. You know, we, this is something as we as we talked about. We've predicted it in the Max Out Savings Report a year ago, and and it just is is really getting tough. China, China is playing hardball. They, they, they've been slowed down. Uh, imports of grains, particularly soybeans, to put pressure on our farmers. And uh, we thought we had were close to a deal. And they, they went over to China, back to China, the delegation, and they came back and said, "Look, the, basically it was red marks all over kind of the agreement." They reneged on, a, on on what was sort of technically agreed on, and said, "We can't do this." And and at that point in time, the president, you know, put uh, increased the tariffs to 25 percent starting here in a week or so on about 200 billion dollars worth of goods. They're at 10 percent now. Uh, the uh, in addition, he put sanctions on Huawei, not really sanctions, but put them on the into these list uh, with the I think it's the Commerce Department. So which means if you do business with Huawei, you're going to have to go over to the to the U.S. government and say, look, I'd like to do this. And they're going to have to approve it. And because we have real concerns about national security uh, vis-a-vis the the new 5G systems that are going to come in, which are going to drive everything from robotic factories to self-driving cars and uh, the the. so so there's a lot of stuff, you know, I mean, so this is a really big deal. This is a national defense issue. I listened to the Secretary of State Pompeo. He said, look, we we got a lot, you know, we got real issues with China as far as workers. You know, we got to protect workers. We have to protect our intellectual property in the United States of America. And we have to protect our national security. And, and th- those are really, really big issues. And, 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 and I think all three of those have kind of taken a back seat to protect to kind of protecting interest of corporate America. And I don't even think, quite frankly, we protected interest of corporate America. Uh, and can we actually, is that a phone call? Let, why don't we test it? Hit the button. Let's see if someone comes on. See if it works. Okay, we're, we're going to see. Uh, we weren't sure about the phones, so we'll see if someone comes up. See if they can hit that. And, and so anyway, but so so this this is a these are really big, really tough issues, and so uh, yeah, let's see, hit the button, let's see what happens, Jennifer. Hey Charles, you had a question for us. Charles, can you turn it up. Nothing. Okay. All right. Well, we're still having trouble with the phones. We'll continue to work on that. Uh, 
So, uh, but 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 the situation with, with China is 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 a really big deal. We actually had a bunch of calls come in, but uh, we're still struggling with the phones. the The situation with with, with China is this, this is this is national security. This is workers' rights, and this is the force the forced transfer of technology, which goes to the absolute heart of the United States of America. Our absolute strength and power is our ability to. Out to out innovate, out invent, and and outdo everybody through innovation in the world. Because anyone that wants to do anything, they know they can come to the United States or they live in the United States, and we're going to foster that type of 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 innovation and growth in in where it doesn't happen in other countries. I mean, nobody innovates like the United States. I mean, there's just, it, it, it's no comparison. Well. If you're going to be that way, but then the other side, the other major power is going to sit there and go, well, look, we'll just steal everything that they innovate. We have no chance with them. This is a tough thing. So it's taken a really, really tough situation with China. The the, the, the trade talks are, are, have stalled out. Uh, Donald Trump's gotten very tough. The big thing with the Chinese is loss of face. It, and that's that's the key thing with, with the Chinese. It, and the problem is, is we've lost face. And, and so... I, I think it's I think it's going to take a cooling off period of a couple of weeks at best case, and and it could get worse from there. And so this this is what we're sort of dealing with, is 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 how how do we how do we deal with this? But keep in mind they export a half a billion dollars worth of products to the United States of America. Well, four hundred I think four four fifty something like that billion dollars. Ours is about one hundred twenty hundred and thirty, so it's about five hundred billion dollars. A year, that's about 2% of our growth. It's an enormous, enormous uh, advantage they have on us. But they also, they're a, they a major user of, of commodities in the world. Let me just give you some numbers. Uh, over 50% of the cement usage in the world is in China. Now, China, China has, I want to say, about 19% of the population, something like that, in the world. They, the, the, the economy is 15% of the world. Fifty percent of the cement, forty-seven percent of the world's aluminum, fifty-six percent of the world's nickel, fifty percent of the world's coal, fifty percent of the world's copper, fifty percent of the world's steel, twenty-seven percent of the world's gold, forty-seven percent of the world's pork, thirty-one uh, percent of the world's rice, twenty-three percent of the world's corn. So you're, you're talking about enormous uh, demand for commodities, and so the. This is a big trend. This is why we've had commodities go up. That's starting to kind of back off if China is slowing down. And the question is, I, I, what we think from what we see is is China is slowing down internally, and they're hiding it, and they're fudging the numbers. I mean, you know, it, it's a, it's an open secret in, in, in Washington, D.C. that you can't trust any of the numbers coming out of China on the economy. They're all pretty well rigged. It be, the different little governments and municipalities are all under pressure to show how good the economy is going, so they all fudge the numbers, and and so things are slowing down. So it's not just the imports in the United States, but it's global trade. It's global trade of commodities and everything else. So this is so this we've had twenty years of of growth, and that's starting to slow down because China is clearly being reined in now. So this is sort of a game changer. So it's slowing the global economy. Now, the good news is some of that stuff is going to come back to the United States and buffer the United States, but it's not the case elsewhere in the world. And so we're seeing you know, a slowdown out of South Korea now with stuff going into China. We're seeing a slowdown of 
autos uh, out of Germany going into China. And and so we we seem to be slow uh, uh, in in a global slowdown. So we have to be careful here uh, and watch this closely. This is but but this is something that's got to be done. But this is a massive trend that's starting to reverse. And this is why I think you've got to be cautious in these markets here. You know, the market's off about three and a half percent off the top right now. I mean, it, it, it. and I don't think I don't think it's priced in 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 this this the situation with with China. If you look at it, the uh, the the uh, you know a lot of stocks are kind of it's interesting. It's increasingly looking like 1999 in, in the United States. I remember in 1999 there were stocks at 100 times earnings and. and and people were just panicking to get into Yahoo and Cisco and Lucent and everything else. I mean, literally, they were at a hundred times earnings. We're like, look, these things are ridiculously priced. And but then underneath it, you could buy like an Ingersoll Rand at ten times earnings. And and I and I think I, I'm starting to detect some of that happening where you've got a real bifurcation in the market. If you look at the NYSE, uh, which is a bigger, broader composite of stocks, uh, and it's also not market cap weighted, it didn't hit a new high. We've had three peaks. We had a, a a peak in in January of eighteen. We had a a peak later in eighteen, and and, and then we had another peak just recently. It kind of a, a sawtooth pattern. And in in the Nasdaq, they've gone higher, but the NYSE they they've been lower peaks, and that, that that's a warning sign. And, and so I I I think that's what we're seeing happening. And the other big trend, which we wrote about in the Max Out Savings Report, is really what's going on with the. Uh, with Uber. And what we said is, look, this is another massive trend. Okay. There's been a couple huge trends out there. It's China in the last 10, 20 years and private equity. As we talked about in the last show, five or six of the biggest private, uh, biggest employers in the United States of America are private. You know, in and some of them are are uh, a lot of black, uh, 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 BlackRock, uh, Citadel, uh, not Citadel, it's uh, the, the the big private equity companies out there that that are doing some of this stuff uh what's what's the one in Washington DC anyway uh th- those guys are are have taken huge positions and built up companies and there's a second type of private companies which are like your Whataburgers your HEB these are very large companies they're private and interestingly private companies owned by families tend to be very well run they tend to pay their employees very well they tend to have very good growth. They tend to have outstanding customer scores, whereas private equity owned by private equity firms tend to you know, they tend to basically try to grow the company by firing the workers, cutting the cost, uh, uh, outsourcing everything under the sun. And, and but but this is one of the bigger trends out there. And, and we, we we've talked uh, it, it, we are talking trillions of dollars in size. It, and, and so in many ways, the private equity market is is. Companies are going when they're growing are going to the private equity market because because there's so much private equity money chasing deals out there right now. I was I was with a lot of uh, big uh, hedge fund managers and money managers at the Salt Conference in in Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago. I mean, and I'm talking to these people and they're like, "Look, we're having trouble finding. We can't place the money. We don't know. There, there's so much money chasing deals all over the place that they've run up the price." And and we wrote about this in the Max Out Savings Report when Uber came out. 
it was it was price it it, it it went down in price it 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 went it went so low that it was trading underneath where pe- people in the private equity market invested 2 years ago and since then we've had probably the hottest high tech market since 1999 and that's a warning sign and what we're seeing is there's a story in the journal uh today wall street isn't buying what silicon valley is selling some of the biggest funded startups are uh, are a are are a disappointment when they go public. Silicon Valley is pumping out giant startups with expansion, expansive visions. Wall Street isn't sold. It isn't just Uber Technology, that, 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 uh, whose public performance has looked grim compared to its private fundraising. And uh, private investors in six of the ten best-funded U.S. tech funds have gone public since 2015 has, have fallen from peak levels. You go, well, Ted, what does this mean? I'll tell you. What we're talking about here is is these companies' valuations in the private market are now exceeding the public market. This means there's a bubble in private equity that's now starting to implode as well. Private equity has been one of the biggest drivers, again, for the economy with takeovers it, uh, over the last 10 years. And, and and companies, there's been so much pressure on companies because they can be taken over by private equity. They've all launched giant stock buyback programs. That's another massive trend that is very clearly starting to reverse here. And, and so I, it, and you really have to kind of keep your guard up. I mean, it, it, it's pretty it, it's pretty amazing. I, I think there's, I want to say the number for private equity, I want to say it's, it's over $3 trillion in private equity. And, and so... Uh, the 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 money is out there, but there's just too much of it, and the, and the valuations have gone high. It's three to four trillion dollars in the, in the markets, and so this is kind of not well. It's not as obvious as the 1999 tech bubble, but this was a bubble in itself, and it's now starting to come down. That's going to further put pressure on the market. So we think you need to be cautious in here overall with the markets. I, I think the China thing is is a really big deal. It, one of the things we're watching is the Huawei situation in in Panasonic and Arm uh, Silica uh, se- Semiconductors. I think that's an English company. Panasonic, uh, some of the other companies in Japan are now backing the United States vis-a-vis Huawei. And so, what what they're doing there is that's telling me that this is not something that's just going to vanish overnight. There's going for Huawei to come back in. It's going to be have pretty big restrictions on them. And what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to sit there and and basically, it looks like to me, keep them out of the 5G as near as I can see. And that's just a really tough issue because that's one of the Chinese best companies they want to do something with. And so I really think you're looking at a unless this thing cools down real quickly. I think you're looking at a cold war, uh, cold, basically with with China, and this is something that we're going to have to watch closely. So, so I do think the markets are not have not been factoring this in, and one of the reasons is is they're so quick. Everyone is so afraid that that, that Donald Trump's going to cut a deal and the market's going to go up big when it happens they're afraid to get out and what happens is it's trapping them as it's going down and and put put that against a global slowdown that we're clearly seeing if 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 china wasn't there and you saw the global slowdown numbers that were coming out people go oh my god the economy is slowing down what's going on globally it's really good in the united states but it's slowing elsewhere and that would be pushing the market down but since everyone is so focused on china which they're convinced is going to get solved 
next week, every single week, or you know, within two weeks, and and everything's going to be great. That they're missing the the big picture, and 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 so this is something that again, I think you want to be a little bit cautious on overall, and understand that that these are these are big issues. They're long term trend issues that have driven the world economy, and if growth is slowing down, then it's a problem. And 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 the free traders go well. You're endangering the growth. But if you look at the growth, as we said earlier, if you got five hundred billion dollars worth of of goods, I mean, I worked out the numbers. It's about two percent hit on the economy. We're the ones that have been paying for the global growth. So China's been doing real well, and and Germany and and a lot of places around the world have been growing. But and even in smaller countries, as the factories move there, but we've been the one paying the price in the United States. And you reach a point where a government, any government in the world, their first responsibility are the, the people in their country. If you want to be, you know, if you want to sit there and lead the world and, you know, take over the world, raise an army and defeat everybody else. But you have to understand, you have to sort of protect your citizens. Now, you want to try to get everyone else to grow and you want to help everybody else. But once it reaches a point, and you're seeing this in many places in the United States where everybody is fixated on free trade and pays no attention to their own working people, it becomes a problem. This is why we have Donald Trump. And let me tell you something about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the person we need at this time to get the trade deal done. You know, it's you look through history, we had lots of people that really, I mean, Churchill, you know, was was brilliant at what he did, but he irritated people and he caused problems and this, that, and everything else. If it hadn't been Winston Churchill, the, the the Brits would be speaking German right now. Make no mistake about it. But he was the one guy that did it. He was the one person that was was there at that time that could stand up and convince the Europe, the the Brits that hey, we can fight, we can win. When they were at the table in the conference room, the key people in Britain, the leadership of Britain, wanting to sit there and. And, and make peace with, with Adolf Hitler. It's the same thing with Patton. Patton was very controversial, but he got the jo- job done. Douglas MacArthur, very controversial, but he got the job done, defeated the Japanese. And you've got to have people in place. Donald Trump is there because we need a person that can stand up to a very tough, very shrewd group of people. And we need a very tough, very shrewd person to do it. And that's Donald Trump. And so so understand, sometimes it, 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 it's not fun. And sometimes, it, you know, he talks too much or Twitter's out. But understand, he is the person that we need there to get the job done to protect the United States. We'll be right back to discuss some more about this right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. 
South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. She's a good-hearted woman in love with a dying man. She loves me in spite of my wicked ways that she don't understand. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. And, and so we got a lot to talk about. Final segment of the show. Uh, we don't have uh, the phones aren't up, so this is uh, can't call in today. But we're going to be uh, got a lot of things. I, I came across an interesting story on Bloomberg. Really, how the the Trump administration is is really they're, they've been in a lot of closed doors uh, deliberations. Uh, with companies and industry groups trying to update and uh, redefine products in the Commerce Department export control list. And what they're working on is is to try to sit there and, and put uh, restrict exports of things like artificial intelligence, robotics, 3D printing, a lot of defense things. So, so we really get an idea that those things stay in the United States and, and, and not end up in Chinese hands. I mean, it, it, it's absolutely remarkable that if you go to China, our our, our best most fighter is the uh, is the F thirty five fighter. Uh, it's most advanced in the world. China has a copy of it. They've already made a copy of it. They were able to get all the the, the blueprints and everything, or at least not all of them. But they, it seems like they got enough of them. They were able to build one, and, and, and so that that cost us billions and billions and billions of dollars to divide, design and build that technology. I mean, you're talking about building on. 50, 60 years of or more of, 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 of work, defense work, I mean, you know, uh, uh, specialized work, everything from antennas to stealth to, 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 to composites to, to all types of things, to specialized technology, specialized uh, metallurgy and stuff. And, and the Chinese just, you know, end up getting a hold of it. And, and so and then they're able to sit there and build 
build things much cheaper because they don't have to have big R&D departments like the United States because they can just take everything. That's got to stop. So they're getting tough, and, and a lot of this is going to go through the Commerce Department. And so Donald Trump is putting in actual, you know, programs to protect the United States' long interest, and that's good. It's about time somebody did that because we have really have paid too much attention to corporate America that has basically begged us to sit there and, and look the other way with China, and it's just reached the point where it's endangered the country. So tough issues. It's not over, and it's it's going to be a problem. And and so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, a couple of other things I, I want to touch base on. I, I want to get, hit some stuff with uh, with NUA. I, I look I, a lot of to oil, a lot of stuff on oil. Uh, oil really broke down, and and I went and looked at this, and um, it, it was doing well, and just sort of fell apart this week. Uh, and really dropped quite a bit. It, it, it dropped from about sixty-two and a half to fifty-eight. It went as low as fifty-seven thirty. Uh, for for the week, it was down six six and a half percent, and uh, almost set, actually closer to seven percent, six point eight percent, which is a big drop in oil. The oil price stocks, oil stocks dropped in price, and there there are there is some backwardization, which means the the in the commodity market, which means that. The, the supply is tight now, but going out a little bit, the the uh, the, the price drops some, and you got to be a little careful with that. That typically that's not the best sign, but at the same time, you have to understand that it, that a lot of these uh, shale companies are under real pressure to sit there and hedge out their position, their their production much more than they used to, just to protect themselves. Yeah, you know, I went through some numbers and. It's about fifty nine oh eight for July crude, and then if you go out to January of next year, it's about fifty uh, fifty eight thirty, and then if you go to December two twenty, it's it's fifty six and some in uh, some uh, fifty six fifty seven dollars. So it's not that much down, but this is kind of a concern. I mean, given the fact that that Iran is now coming off a line, given the fact that there there's a civil war in Libya that's kind of broken out, that's endangering the oil supplies in Venezuela's petroleum uh, businesses virtually collapse, you would think we'd have a little better pricing on the oil. So this is something we want to watch, particularly with all the problems in Iran. For this to happen is kind of a surprise. Uh, we're monitoring our oil stocks. We've got some pretty good profits in some of them, really good profits. And, and so I'm not, you know, we're trying to make a decision. And the other thing that, that's that's happened with, with the, the, uh, Looking at the oil side, they just haven't performed as well as you'd like. But, but uh, the other big story that's come out on that is is the uh, the Anadarko takeover, which was initially viewed as as a positive. Uh, Chevron was going to take it over, and then uh, I, I think they basically Anadarko went to them when most likely Oxy made an initial offer uh, behind the scenes, and and they eventually Oxy got it. They paid a pretty good price for it. And they, it's mostly cash. One of the reasons they did that is I don't think they wanted the shareholder vote because uh, the institutions aren't real happy that and, and, and Occidental Petroleum stock has fallen. And, and so they have to be very aggressive at cutting costs now. They said they could get a billion dollars worth of savings out of the Permian, over a billion, and more so than Chevron was going to get. And so everybody's now scrambling to cut costs in the Permian. And, and we saw this week... Uh, Pioneer uh, has recently laid off 20% of, of, the, of their workforce, which is really disappointing as we're seeing companies are under huge pressure to continue to reduce cost in there. I'm not sure it's tied as much to 
the price of oil because oil has gone up from about 45 up to about 50 58 dollars 59 60 dollars as it's, it's, it's pressure from Wall Street that if, if, if Oxy can cut all these costs, why can't everybody else? And so this is disappointing to see that type of stuff going on out there. Pioneers have been a really good company. They don't like to lay people off, but they're under a lot of pressure. So the Oxy and a Darko deals put pressure across the business, across the board on, on oil companies here in the United States. And so I think, you know, you, you want to watch that and, and top that off. We really Exxon in their last uh report basically said that you know they had the worst uh, refining margin i want to think say in 11 years so we want to watch it i think the oil patch is starting there's parts of it are really starting to be undervalued and and, and other parts are actually you know pretty good pricing in here for the stocks and, and this is kind of this bifurcation we're seeing in the markets overall where where certain sectors are doing really well, technology, some stable demand, and other ones are just are, are just way off in here. Part of that is maybe anticipating somewhat of an economic global slowdown. Part of it is also a bubble in the tech sector in, in a couple areas of the market. We think the bubble in tech has particularly been driven by venture capital and private equity, as we discussed earlier. I think you want to stay away from that whole sector. I think it's overvalued. I think there's too much money in it. And, and I think the, the, the failure of the Uber IPO is a huge negative. And so I think you want to be cautious there. So it's something we want to watch. Uh, oil stocks, uh, I, I, I think it looks like they're going to go lower in here. So you want to be a little cautious. Uh, it, it, again, the 6.8% drop in crude oil and some of the drop in different stocks, not in the oil sector too, but is again, you wonder how much liquidity, I mean, is I think there's a lot of liquidity out there, but the problem is everybody's doing the same thing at the same time, and that could cause big drops in the stock market and result in very big drops. This market's holding right now. It held the 200-day moving average on the Dow. It, 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 you know, it's, it's still under the 50 in the S&P uh, on the NASDAQ. And, and so, I, I mean, you, the, people are getting cautious. And if it breaches those things, you're going to see a pretty substantial decline. And I, and I think you really got to be careful. I mean, I think oil was somewhat of a warning shot uh, on, on the whole market. So this is something we want to watch closely. Now, speaking of oil stocks, this is one area, the, uh, the stock itself, that, the, the, that, that we see. There's a big tax break for people retiring, uh, leaving, uh, leaving a company called the NUA, which is Net Unrealized Appreciated Stock. And, and what it is is it's a tax break for, uh, for people that have company stock in their retirement plan. I'm not talking about the stock plan, but the company retirement plan. If it's in the retirement plan, you can... If you leave the company, you can roll over your 401k, but before you do that, you take the company's stock out. This is for highly appreciated stock. So let's use an example of Exxon, you, uh, you know, Exxon or Chevron. You worked at, at the, those places, and let's say you own Exxon stock at $10 a share. Yeah, it, now you own some at 10, some at 20, some at 50, some at 90, but you've been there a long time, and you have a lot of stock at ten, fifteen dollars a share. Well, you can take and let's say, let's say just for the ease of things, you've got two thousand shares at fifteen dollars. It which is it works out to be about three hundred thousand dollars in in that. Now you've got some other stock at higher prices, but that that low stock you've had the two thousand shares. Well, what you can do is you can take the two thousand shares at fifteen dollars in in your retirement. So you, you decide to leave. 
you can tell the company, look, send the stock over to my brokerage account. Uh, and, and I want to roll over, I'm going to roll over my money. So, but before you do that, send the stock over to my brokerage account. So you get this $300,000 worth of, of, uh, of, I'm, I'm just making up a number here, but let's say it's three hundred thousand now, but you paid thirty thousand. So you get three hundred thousand dollars worth of, of 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 stock in your brokerage account, and you go, well, wait a minute, you took it out of your four hundred one k. You have to pay taxes. Yes, that's correct, but you only pay the taxes on the cost basis, which is the fifteen dollars times two thousand, so thirty thousand. So you have thirty thousand dollars on your ordinary income tax, which you have to pay now. Your stock sits in your brokerage account, and let's say you wait another two or three years, and you decide you need a hundred thousand dollars of that money for an emergency medical cost or or whatever to pay for the kids' school. Well, you sell the hundred thousand dollars worth of the, of the Exxon stock. The difference between the fifteen dollars and whatever price it is at that date is capital gain. So you paid ordinary income on thirty thousand, and then on the rest of the of the hundred thousand up to three hundred thousand that you have left, or whatever the price is, you pay capital gains tax, which is much lower. And this is a really good deal, uh, particularly as you get into retirement down the way. If if you're making a lot less money, you might be paying fifteen percent, or you might be paying zero taxes if if it's under a certain amount on that money uh, uh, based on the capital gain. So this is a huge tax break. So if you're leaving the company, take a look at the company stock in the plan and, and suggest consider where you're doing should do an NUA to get that money out. Now, let's say you own all your stock. Let's use Chevron. Chevron's at you know 120 dollars, and you paid 115 dollars for all your Chevron stock. Well, it doesn't make sense to take the NUA because there's not enough appreciation. It has to be highly appreciated stock. Now, the one thing you can do with the NUA is you can actually take the money, you can take out the low low cost stock and do an NUA and roll over the high cost stock into your IRA rollover. Something now, if you do this, you've got to take out all the money in your 401k plan and roll it over after that. You've got to liquidate out the plan to do that. So it's something to keep in mind. Uh, that, that that's that's a pretty good opportunity for for, for a lot of people with 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 highly appreciated company stock in the retirement plan. Again, this doesn't work if if you have a company stock purchase program and you picked up some stock and there then it makes then then that that's different, but it's for the IRA and it's the way and what we're doing with this break is we're converting the appreciated value from ordinary income to capital gains which is a much lower rate. So uh, the uh now if let's say Let's say you're working for uh, Chevron. You you've got all that company stock in there. Uh, you you leave the company. You roll it all over into an IRA with us. IRA rollover at Max Out Savings Advisors. You roll your stock over. You lose the NUA advantage. So the NUA has to be taken at the company before you roll the stock over. If you need some help, give us a call at Max Out Savings Advisors. Tell you what, we're coming up on the end of the show. A couple things. We write a lot about this stuff in the Max Out Savings Report. Uh, everything from China to NUA to what's happening in the world, uh, the it, it, it's it's all in the Max Out Savings Report. We do this to help you out. 
so, so you can understand savings, building up wealth in the world today, just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. If you need help with your IRA rollover, if you're leaving the company, uh, we'll be happy to help you. We can show you how we manage money at Max Out Savings Advisors. We do a lot of risk and analysis work. We're very cautious in this market now. We really have some hedges put in place. I think you've got to be cautious. And, and uh, we've done this for, for decades, and so we're pretty comfortable with what, how we handle it. But, but we do a lot of risk work to protect your assets. So if you need some help, uh, you can go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, and schedule an appointment. It's maxoutsavings.com. And I'll be happy to sit down with you, go over your financial situation, and, and show you how we manage money over there. But at a minimum, go to maxoutsavings.com, sign up for the free report. It's a free report. We send it out. We don't bother you. We don't contact you. It's a private list, and it's there to help you out. So, And also, remember the motto in, the, uh, in our philosophy at the Max Out Savings Show, which is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. You save aggressively. And then you invest conservatively, particularly in these very difficult and turbulent times. You want to have a defensive plan in place and invest conservatively. So if you need some help, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. I hope everyone has a great Memorial Day weekend. Uh, thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings. And remember, you can get the podcast and listen live in uh, 1070 KNTH, The Answer. <laughs> This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.